jar on a bayou street. Blues man strumming that slide guitar. Motown drummer with a Detroit beat making his beat. Welcome back, Kittas Valley Sports Talk fans, to another episode of your Kittas Valley Sports Talk, brought to you by Fitterer's Furniture, quality furniture since 1896. Go check them out in the corner of 4th and Main. Guys, big news. They re-upped with us. They thought we did a good job. Oh, that's good news. <laughs> Thank you, Fitterers. Yes. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. So please, go into Fitterers Furniture. Go look for some great furniture, a recliner, a couch. You know, we just got a great new set of dressers and nightstands here. I know John's bought a bunch of stuff there. Um, and when you buy it, please tell them that you heard about it from the Kid S Valley Sports Talk yeah, podcast. Yeah, we got to keep the heat on in this joint. Absolutely. <laughs> the bills don't pay themselves. That's right. All right. John is not here today. He's getting extra testy, so we got to keep him. I'm just Yeah, joking. we got to no. keep him at long's life. <laughs> He's busy working. He's got a lot going on. So we do miss you, John. Come back soon. Yes. Please. Yes, we need all of your intellect. Let's start history. playing the Everybody Hurts song here soon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when he comes back. So, ah, what a big week. I, there's a little bit more of excitement, a little bit more of a buzz when we wake up in the morning. Because we're getting back to sports, Sammy. It's happening. And it's, it's happening. We've been in, we've been having sports, but not like this. Yeah. It's not nice. Like we're, we got phase two, and we were just talking last week, like, who do we have to talk to to talk to yeah. who to make sure that we don't get wrapped in it? It happened. You know? Yeah. I, there was part of me that was like, slow down. Let the people who do their jobs do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're just so antsy to get after things, and we're phase two, which is confusing because it was like, I don't know, I want to say like, july or something that we were phase two and then the phases changed yeah we're back to, we were phase three we're three I think, at yeah. one point and so i hear phase two and i'm like what does that mean again but what it means is we're, we've got stuff going on in the valley yeah which is awesome my daughter's soccer team started getting practices out at the racquetball center Ooh. and so we're going to be doing that and my son's basketball team is start potentially starting up if we get gym space mm-hmm. Which I don't, I don't know how I, I assistant coach on both those teams, right. and they usually don't cross over, so right. I might be worn pretty thin here coming nice. up. But it's exciting to it's an exciting problem to have that I haven't had in a long yeah. time. It's amazing how perspectives have changed as before COVID BC. <laughs> we would have been like, I don't get. Now we're like, I want to figure out how to do this. Right, I want right. to do this right. now. I'm getting too tired of all that. the same. Hey, time. you want to do this? No, I'm good. I just yeah. do chill out at home. Yeah, it's like we need to go do everything we can. I'll, right, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it, but I know I'm gonna be tired. I'm gonna be exhausted. Yeah, two practices maybe in the same day. Is that doable? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how long is it gonna last though? Right, <sighs> right. Two practices. <laughs> exactly. I think the AC after COVID is gonna be <laughs> a reminder when we get to that. Don't complain. Right. Remember what it's like? Yeah. Remember we couldn't have done this before. <laughs> it's terrible. And it was terrible. And it still kind of is. But no, I bet the, uh, I don't know, this excitement. And, the, and Central Basketball is playing today. Yes. We're recording on the 19th of Friday. It's 4.08 at the moment. Right. In a couple hours, they tip off. We got to cut this thing off at some point. I got to go home and yeah. I got to go watch this game. I am so excited. My wife doesn't know that we're watching this today. But we're watching. <laughs> I'm still fired up after we interviewed Coach Renta. I'm a fired up season ticket holder. If you're not, right. your season tickets in the future, people are listening. But no, man, we get to watch this, the program that we've been kind of, you know, watch since Renta's been there, but the building process of it. Right. We get to see some of the fruit of his labor. Absolutely. And just that excitement. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, if we get five games in or whatever, it's kind of a look in the next year because yeah. basketball season is, you know, it starts up, what, November? Mm-hmm. And so we'll come back around and start a school with hopefully a full football season. Yeah. 
and be coming back in. So a lot of these guys that you're going to see on the court today, tomorrow, and over the next month and a half uh, are you know more than likely some guys we're going to see next year. So I'm I'm excited to see. I'm hoping to see some of our young kids get some run too, just yeah. to see what they're made of. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I wonder if they're going to be able to hide the smiles on their faces. Oh, right. I tip off like, Coach, we get to play. You're right. Like, we're going to well, play a game today. We won't see them on the sideline. They'll probably have masks on, but on the court. That's a good point. Yeah. Are they going to have to wear them on the court? I'm, ass- I'm not on the court, but sidelines. That would be hard. I'm assuming sidelines, yeah. even the NBA yeah. coaches and stuff. So makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, no, I'm pumped. Not only that, we got high school sports starting up. There's been a few games the volleyball teams played. Sound like there's an epic matchup between Ellensburg volleyball and Sela volleyball the other day. Oh my goodness! And we're missing our our reporting guy. I he know. Left us. <laughs> Luke, this is when we need you yeah, the most. Finally, we need you, and you're not here. So right. weird. Just kidding, Luke. We love you. Hopefully, you're driving the golf ball right now in the snow. But um, we uh, yeah. There's exciting things happening again. The soccer team of Ellensburg's already played. Kittitas and Cleon fire up next week. I know. So Kittitas's first game is next fr- Saturday. Cleon's probably not too far behind that. And the week after that is the cross county rivalry matchup between Kittitas and Cleon. So oh, week two goodness. of the season, we still don't have a name for that rival yet. We need to somebody's come up with that. got to get one. We got to put a poll out. We've had a few people suggest. Maybe we'll just do a whole episode trying to figure that one out. That would be good. Put a flyer out at Cleon. Right. See what see what we got. But what, what did people come up with? Can you even remember? No, that was a long time ago. That, that was BC and uh, <laughs> before COVID. And I lots happened since then. The, yeah. The, the, we used to call it when I played high school. I think it was Coach Ravey called it the Timothy Cup. The Timothy Cup, <laughs> which was great. Yeah. Um, but you know it's wooded up there, so you got the woods versus the Timothy Hay Farmers. I. There's a lot <laughs> we could go with <laughs> the battle for Ellensburg, the right. battle for the cat or for the. I don't even know. It needs to be something epic, something great, and yeah, a cool traveling trophy. We can't, we can't trophy. just settle for it and even give it a name and give it to it. We need to come up with something yeah. special. It's got to be better than just a jug, because <laughs> playing for a little brown jug, not cool. <laughs> right. But like a legitimate trophy that we can take back and forth, but nothing too outrageous and right. But nice. Maybe yeah. we play for like a whole cow to split between the Ooh, team or something yeah, like that. The battle for the for the ranch. <laughs> That's right. The ranch battle. Ranch. I we're getting somewhere now. Yeah, I think we're getting closer. So if you have any ideas, reach out to us. Let us Please. know. We will, we will, you know what? People at the Kids Alley Sports Talk will be taking donations to buy that trophy. So, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. we, we, yes. So actually, John's been working so he can buy the trophy for that's us. Right. So it'll be donated by Gudat. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of exciting. I think Ellensburg football, those kids got to be excited. Going from team that was left in phase one, the two more weeks to all of a sudden, oh shoot, we get to play now. Well, I feel like sports here at Ellensburg or in the Valley is like, even at the beginning of school, it's kind of like, oh, you could do, no, you can't do anything. Oh, you could do, no, you mm-hmm. can't. And so, to I'm sure there's a little bit of that, like, oh, yeah. do we do we fully dive in or are they going to pull us out? But, you know, now with games going, I feel like you can, that mm-hmm. excitement should be real. Yes, and I think that's a very real feeling with the high school kids of, should we get excited? <laughs> right. Because right. history's shown the last that's however many months. Out. You're not going to get me again. Hey, we're going to get to play something. Mm, no, just kidding. No, we're, and. I don't know how much longer they can handle that. Honestly. No, just so, let them play at this point. Yeah, you, they got to play. Let it happen. Yeah. Mental health is more important at this point Absolutely. in time for those guys. So. But I'm fired up. The other thing that we get to talk to here soon, and I'm really fired up about this, we talked about it before, but football, Central Washington University plays the Montana Grizzlies here coming up on April 10th. And we got Coach coming on. Chris Fisk. Oh, I, great man. And nice. I, I worked with Fisk for uh, – he got on staff – like 2015, 16, and I, I was already there, so I got to 
to get to know him and his family and they're great people yeah. and he's a great guy and a great leader everybody i know that i've walked and talked to respects and loves him mm. so um, i'm interested to see what he has to say about his upcoming games that are scheduled in april yes. and uh recruiting class that he's brought in for this year there's a, a few ways to judge in my opinion college coaches and in the programs they run the character the type of people they recruit we cover both that and i think I'm going to be on a staff of a guy like that. Where's he taking us to eat? Right. When the day's find, over we with. we got to find that out. And I think he's going to have some good suggestions also. Oh, I'm sure. Football goes to a lot of places. And yep. when you're feeding that many guys, yeah. like, well, it depends. I've been with football coaches. They, they go to Old Country Buffet. Des. And baseball. You know, <laughs> but then uh, like being with Ian Shoemaker, they really stepped up their game. We went to some, some nice places and ate some really good food. Heck, yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Room, but no, I'm excited to interview him and and find out more about the uh, the uh, upcoming. I don't know if you want to call it a season, but the upcoming couple of weeks of football. Right, foot, live football games. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if season's weird because uh, it'll yeah. it, it's all going to be interesting. It'll be good. Yeah, uh, we did have a problem here, so I can go. But but I'm it's a big holiday for me today. College baseball started today. Division one baseball. The internet better not go out on us because I'm we're streaming games. We got the <laughs> dish going. We did just have an issue where we were watching Florida Miami, and all of a sudden gymnastics is on. So and I was, was confused because it was Florida's gymnastics team. Yeah. And I was like, "Have we been watching gymnastics this whole?" It was like, Mm-mm. "No, no, no." Just two guys and they're on the both couch number one in the nation, so <laughs> it was like number one next to the name. I don't think I'm prepared to talk about gymnastics, so I no, I'm not qualified. Not at all. Yeah, Lord help me if my daughters decide to do that. <laughs> Props to the people that can though. But no, I, I'm I'm pumped, and and also, you know, I'm sure weather pending next week. Central baseball kicks off. Right. St. Martin's hopefully home on Friday. And heads up, Desi, we're coming out. Hundred percent. We're gonna be out uh, until somebody throws us out. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm gonna be Eklund Gow <laughs> from the other dugout. <laughs> That's right. The head coach St. Martin, good friend of mine, and we'll be heckling Desi because why wouldn't you heckle Desi? Right, right. The Des, so. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm sure softball's coming up here soon, too. Yeah, and they're around the same time. And mm-hmm. uh, I think they start with Western, which is Ooh. where they left off. And I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure they start with Western. Western, you suck. That's right. So We <laughs> talked about that last episode. The yeah. rivalry's real mm-hmm. for some and uh, not for others. It's uh, imaginary. Right. Well, should we go ahead and get to our guests? I think we should. I think we should, too. Coach Fist, Central Washington Football. Big shout-out and a big thank you to Fitter's Furniture. Remember, go in there, see them. Go buy a piece of furniture. They have great quality stuff there. And tell them the kid, that's Valley Sports Talk, sent you. And if you're interested in supporting the podcast, you want to be a sponsor of us, get your business name on the podcast, please reach out. We're pretty easy to find. Yeah, we're here. So let us know. Our DMs are open. We'd be happy to help support your businesses. So after this break from Fitter's Furniture, we'll bring on Coach Fisk. All right, John, real quick, we need to talk about our great friends and our great sponsor, Fitter's Furniture. Have you been there recently? I, I have. I just got done with the trip there. How was your experience? I just got done with the trip there myself. So, you know, last year was the bed year. Yep. Three beds. This year, uh, new living room furniture. And uh, so Brad and, and company, Brad and team, took uh, great care of us. And I'll tell you what, I mean, we love our couches, love our chairs, love uh, – the end tables and stuff, but the science and the technology behind couches, yeah. I mean, no joke. I had 
I had no idea. I was actually floored with the thought process that goes into uh, the furniture. So we just we just were awesome. very much amazed with the the quality, and it's just a great purchase. Now, I mean, moving on to the next room. That's right. Yeah. Well, we we uh, my, my wife hates it because I'm a typical farmer. I get it from my dad and the shopping. I got to go like multiple places, but this time we did not. I bought furniture. I bought. We sold our house. We needed smaller furniture. We got the American dresser, nightstands, and even a mattress for my daughter. And we were only there for about thirty minutes because it was just such a good. It was great quality, a great deal. And I told Paige, I said, I don't know if I've ever bought furniture this quick in my life, and it was really easy. So I, um, we took a little bit longer only because I'm so indecisive on what we needed. Yeah. Like what we found, like once Brad and, and team kind of helped us out with the, the technology of it all and, and like what, you know, how we wanted it to fit around this athletic rump of mine, <laughs> shall you say. Um, so we took some time and he was really patient and stuff like that. And, and we went with some flex steel. Perfect. And our tables are she-sham, which is a great word to say. I don't know what it is. It just looks pretty. It looks beautiful. Well, go check them out. Go in there. Great customer service. Great people. Corner of 4th and Main. Quality furniture since 1896. And right now, Fjord recliners are 20% off. All right, Valley Sports Talk fans, we're back with our guest for the week, our first repeat guest on the podcast, Chris Fisk, head football coach at Central Washington University. Coach, thanks for coming back. Excited to be here. This is kind of like uh, you watch guys that host Saturday Night Live multiple times. I feel like I'm in that exclusive, unique uh, group of people. Absolutely. You know, that's a great analogy. Uh, We're going to ride that one for a while. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, Coach, we, we all are going through such a weird time and everything, and and we're so excited that you're coming back. And I know the other day, and we're going to get into a lot of things here, but I was fist pumping when I got the tweet out that Central Football is going to play some football this fall. Yeah. No, it's, or spring. It's uh, <laughs> so good for everybody. I think uh, community, our school, the employees, to the athletic department, and especially our kids. I'm expecting at least – 12, 1,200 fans, right? That's what I'm going to hear. 12, 12, five. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. I, I would imagine that Montana will make that decision, um, you know, probably the week of. All right. Now, how many how many tickets are, is Central going to get their hands on? Because I just need to know who I need to talk to to get, get somewhere <laughs> sure. on that trip. Yeah. So uh, our, our, our deal was 250 tickets uh, if the gates are open. Now, how many of that are you guys going to give out to friends and family? Am I, am I, yeah. and I, and am I included <laughs> in yeah, that friends uh, and family? We'll see if my wife decides you're, you're first on the, <laughs> if she doesn't. All right. <laughs> I like to hear that. I could be, I could be in with that. So you guys have this game, like what has the atmosphere been like since you guys have got this game scheduled players? know. Um, I'm sure, you know, it's been a long time since you guys, got in there, started really going over some game film of opponents and get into that mindset of we're going to go compete. Um, is it the same and kind of what, it, what, it, what's it been like? It's uh, it's very weird right now because there's, you know, for a, for a lot of what we do in athletics and, and football specifically, there's somebody I can call that says, you know, we do it this way. This is, this is traditionally what we've done. There's nobody to call as it comes to COVID and like, well, how do I set up a February, March, uh, you know, fall camp type of schedule? And everybody's like, I don't know. I've never done it. 
do you have any good ideas? And they're almost asking you. So there's no, there's no blueprint for it. You know, we're just trying to make great decisions as we go, but uh, you know, immediately when we, when we uh, got the game, we were scheduled to play these guys last fall. So we already had all of the film, all of the film broke. We had game plans ready to go from, from getting ready to go last fall. So a lot of that stuff is, is we're not starting from scratch. We're, we're already kind of to step two on that. And so uh, we're just kind of getting ready for that. And, and immediately after we announced the game, we got hit with COVID. You know, we got uh, a number of cases uh, within the football team here and uh, we shut things down for two weeks and, and kind of went through that quarantine. And, and uh, we just started practicing again today. This morning at uh, 6 a.m. was our first time back on the field. And, uh, you know, it was great to be back out there. But, yeah, we got, uh, you know, I think when it comes to COVID, nobody's, nobody's immune from this stuff. It's, it'll catch you when you least expect it. And, and uh, I was just shocked with how quickly it spread and, and uh, affected a few of our guys. So um, now we've got a, a grip on it and, and we're ready to get back to work. That sounds like a really good time. You, uh, I'm sure, I'm excited for this game for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, anytime you get to go uh, play in that stadium, it's it's an experience for for everybody involved. And so I'm excited for for your staff. I'm excited for your kids, uh, but I'm also just excited for the competition. And I think uh, I always feel like Central has a shot when we go and play them. But in a season where you know they're they're going to be working out their kinks too, you know they're 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 not. They're not going to be in, in top form. And we saw a lot of that in Division One, where, you know, it took teams like Ohio State some few games to really get rolling. And so, man, I, I'm just excited. I think we got a really good chance to walk in there and uh, punch them in the mouth a little bit. And uh, what, what kind of excitement do you guys have about – I mean, that have you been – I don't know if you've been to that stadium and competed in that stadium, but it, it is wild. Yeah, I'm going to – I'll take a couple minutes. So when I was uh... – a, a young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed graduate assistant, and Bobby Houck was in his first stint at the University of Montana. That was the first ever professional development trip I'd ever been on was to go to the University of Montana. And we got to go during spring ball and see how Bobby ran his program. And, and uh, I just remember, you know, first thing I remember was watching Inside Run and going, man, I didn't know they made old linemen this big. You know, <laughs> there going, and this is pretty cool, and, and you're you're doing it in the stadium there, and and Montana has such a, a unique, rich tradition, and such a special thing going on over there in Missoula that uh, you know it's kind of full circle now that it's you know it's about twenty or twenty some years later after that professional development trip, I get to be a head coach in that stadium is uh, very exciting personally for me. But you know you try to educate our kids on what a special place it is and what a what a, what a blessing it is for us to not only be playing football this spring, but that we get to go to what I think is one of the top stadiums in the entire country to go do it. Man, let's go. Let's get ready to go and go go kick that thing off. Yeah, the atmosphere is going to be fun. And even if it is 50% capacity, it's going to be loud in there, especially, you know, compared to, to what we've seen on TV and heard in stadiums. Uh, there's yeah. going to be some noise going on. Well, this thing I know about Montana people is they love their football, you know, and, and they love they love FCS football, right? You talk about the the Grizz and the Bobcats and and the passion that those people have. So uh, I would imagine that their players and coaches are excited to get on the field. But 
know, their fans are probably more excited to get back in that stadium and watch Grizzly football. So it'll be loud and, and ruckus, hopefully, and it'll be a lot, of, a lot of people to play in front of for our kids. It'll be, you know, two or three times as many as we normally do. I think that's, that's 100% true because my people I know from Montana, they love Montana, and they either love the cat or the Grizz. And I, I guess – I be it's got to be. I'm excited to hear back afterwards about the energy on the sideline because not only do you have the atmosphere of being at Grizz Stadium, playing a game, but you have had a full year of shutdown, and the kids get to go play. I mean, are you seeing a pep in their step in the few practices that you've had that they might not have had in the past? Yeah, I think they're they're just excited to be able to go play football. I think the the really good thing that we have going on here in our culture is that um, our our kids generally just like working together. And so any chance that we get to get out there and get on the football field, they've, they've, uh, they've got what we're hoping is this special bond that seems to be happening, even through uh, the quarantine that uh, we're hoping pays off, you know, in, in the fall of 21 and, and this spring against the Grizz. But I wasn't, uh, I wasn't aware uh, that the Grizzlies put a sideline in that stadium. That thing's got like two feet between the field and the wall there. So th- that crowd's right on you. Yeah, it, it is tight. I was telling the story yeah. that I was there. Uh, Mike Riley was at quarterback, Blaine Bennett's first year, and I was on the sideline. And I had I had men that were 40 years older than me intimidating me, like <laughs> to the point where I just wanted to hide. It was scary. Well, they, they had Lloyd Gage, the equipment manager's stats from playing college baseball at Eastern <laughs> Oregon. Like, you weren't any good. <laughs> it's, it's impressive. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back in the gym and work out so they don't pick on me on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> just, just turn that headset up real loud. You'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, will get locked in. Speaking of, of culture, you've got, you've got a whole new case of kids coming in. Uh, you just released your uh, recruiting class for this year, somewhere around 20 kids. And I was telling, I was telling country here before, I was like, you I wish you guys could see these coaches on recruiting day. It's like, they're just giddy. <laughs> they got people coming in. They got signing their smiles on their face. And talk to us a little bit about you got new toys. You got guys coming in that uh, when you bring them in, you're expecting, you know, them to turn into to what you have in your mind. And talk to us a little bit about signing day. Take us into the giddiness that, that people don't get to see uh, from the outside. Well, I think uh, it's this it's this interesting process because it's this celebration of a year's worth of work, right? And and um, the the fans and the media and the people that that kind of watch the program from the outside, they just see this one day in this list of names, and and nobody really knows how all that that went about except for the staff. And so, you know, I remember um, going clear back to when COVID hit, and we couldn't have anybody on campus. We were doing um eight to ten facetime campus tours a day we'd have one coach up at the front and he would start a facetime conversation and get them going on a tour and then they would pass him to the next coach and he'd do some of the campus and then end up with me on the 50 yard line with the cat logo holding your phone out (laughs) and really doing some things that we've never done before and uh you know and that and there's stories of the whole year of doing this around covid and uh you know all of the restrictions uh, and you know how it is with the restrictions. Like as soon as you get a plan together and you're ready to rock and roll, the restrictions change and the rules change and you got to adjust. So it's a year full of that. Maybe, maybe, you know, some of maybe the most trying year in recruiting that we've had. 
Um, so it was an unbelievable class. There's a lot of excitement around this group because, you know, with the, with the limited number of roster spots, we feel like we really hit the jackpot in this recruiting class. Before we get into the guys, do you think – now, this, this came to me. Do you think some of the ways that you had to recruit guys through this COVID shutdown – will help evolve how recruiting is done in the future for you? Um, There's some stuff that we will certainly keep that we Mm -hmm. learned, um, especially with having to get familiar with some technologies that we hadn't utilized before, but there's some stuff that I hope we never, ever have to do again (laughs) in recruiting. And uh, really what you lost was a lot of the face-to-face time. Now, we were very fortunate in division two. Uh, we didn't deal with the dead periods and the shutdowns and recruiting. We were able to do some face-to-face uh, recruiting stuff, uh, which was great. But uh, you know, there's some there's some takeaways, and then there's some stuff that we can we can go ahead and throw away. Hopefully, uh, here in the next few months as we move forward. I ran into Pika and Grant at Starbucks with some of your recruiters, and. Anytime I see those two, I get excited and I want to go talk to them. And <laughs> I get out of my car, I'm like, Pika Grant. And they both look at me like with just this blank stare. And I'm like, what's going on? And I re- looked to the right and the recruits, they were like, stay away. Don't get close. We got to have our our distance. And I was like, oh. That, right. that was when I first started thinking about recruiting. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is different. Like, you know, yeah. uh, previous previous times, you know, they would have. They would have stopped and talked and introduced me to the, to who was there, and it was just it. I can only imagine uh, how much work it took for you guys to uh, to keep 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 the train rolling during this time. Yeah, well, and you and you have the responsibility of keeping the recruit and their family safe as right. they visit, you know, and not just the recruits and their family, but your staff um, and and your staff's families. Like you don't you don't want one of your guys taking COVID home, you know, to their family, and so. Um, you know, we've been really uh, happy to report we haven't had a positive COVID case on our staff. So we've been really, really good and diligent with following the, the masking mandate and the, and the six feet of distance. And, um, you know, we just decided once, once you kind of, you know, we're about a year ago now, right, where you were kind of like, man, is this going to hit us? And is this real? Is this serious? Is this really so? Or is it just going to be the flu? And, you know, by, by July, we'll be back together. And as we got into to March, April, and then all of a sudden in May, you were like, man, yeah, this is nothing to be toyed with. We just made a commitment as a staff to, to really dive into following the rules. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of gone from there. But it's, it's, uh, it's nothing to be played with. You know, I, you'd hate to be on the wrong side of that thing. You know, you, we know that the, the kids and the age of the kids are resilient towards this disease. Um, but, um, you don't want to be, find out that you have the one kid that's not. And so, you know, we, we want to be, um, diligent in what we do when it comes to masking. Well, you're, I've you're had sure. so many meetings that <laughs> about COVID, uh, I, I, I could, I could probably go run the contact. Case <laughs> I could pass the test. Yeah. So talk to us. Uh, we talked with Renta about, you know, this, this recruiting class and I gave him my theory. My theory was you're either going to hit big or you're going to miss hard. Um, and I say that only because, you know, I feel like that junior to senior year is a really – you see a big difference in the, just the physical abilities of kids but also just their experience. And I feel like that's a real critical year that, that we miss out on uh, all around. And so, you know, you guys are going off of junior year films. And, uh, and so I think that's going to allow you to hit on some kids who may have – 
you know, gotten above the D2 level. And, uh, but I also think there's going to be some programs that miss. So talk to us a little bit about just, uh, you know, what went into what you guys were looking for uh, in tapes that are going to be, you know, pretty dated by the time you get the kids on the, on the field. Yeah, I think, I think the first thing to note is that, you know, when, when all this happened and, and everybody said, go work from home, right there, you had the built-in excuse to have a bad recruiting class. You had a, mm-hmm. you had the built-in excuse to, to go spend your time out on the water or do other things than, than recruit. And we just sat down as a staff said, Hey, that's not going to be what we do. We're going to work this thing, you know, because we can't do football, we should be doing this harder than we ever do recruiting. We should be trying to find a recruiting class better than we normally can find. And we know there's a limited roster spots. And I don't need to know about the kids that were good as juniors. Those aren't the kids that we need to find. We need to go find the kids that are having a good off season that can't show you. We need to go find the kids that did grow three inches and add 30, 40 pounds. We need to go find those kids and find a way to get them to Ellensburg and then run our own combine and run our own drill work and run our own tests and find the kids that nobody knows about. And I think that was something that we were able to accomplish because there's a lot of kids that we decided not to go on or, or guys that we decided not to, to bring in in this class that, uh, you know, we feel like the only reason we didn't was because we got to see it with our own eyes. And uh, there's a, definitely a few of those guys in this class that are the diamond in the rough type of guys that, that nobody knew about. It's looking like your your recruiting class this year, I and mean, coach, you got you got some good beef coming in. Like the, I'm seeing the height and the weights of a bunch. You got some big guys coming in. Yeah, you know, I think um, we've been able over the last three years to really focus on some of the length in our recruiting classes and and some of the height. Um, you know, and, and I think the thing that that probably most excites me is over the last three years, the the GPA of our recruiting classes have all been above a 3.0. And that's extremely important to me. I think that first off, generally, when you look at a great student, they're an accountable person. And you can't win a national championship with players that aren't accountable to what they need to do. And so really excited about the the athleticism, the length, um, the football IQ in a lot of these kids, but also what they do in the classroom is pretty special. Uh, the first name on the list is where my eyes go uh, for for a couple reasons. One, last name Henderson. I've adopted Brian Henderson as my nephew. 6'3", 305 out of Stanwood. And just to tickle myself, I need to know a little bit about my, my nephew. Yeah, Brian is a uh, – so this is – it's funny. I've been, I've been at Central. I don't know if you remember this, Sammy, but I got there in 2016. So I've been here a long time now. And I remember Brian as a ninth grader at team camp here at Central with Stanwood coming down here. And he was just this, uh, you know, kind of heavy set freshman kid that didn't have a lot of muscle, really slow, and just watched him over the years. And then by the time he got into his senior summer, I didn't even recognize him. He's turned into this man, you know, and he's he's muscly and he's big and he's wide and and uh, we've had some really good players come out of Stanwood, the O'Donnell brothers that came out of Stanwood that played for us. And uh, Brian's got uh, a really good GPA. He's a high football IQ. He's got really, really good coaches over there uh, in Stanwood, and particularly a really good offensive line coach, and comes from a great family. Um, and so couldn't be more excited to get him up here. He's going to be uh, 
he's he's built like a uh, freezer, right? Like he's a big box square, <laughs> and he's a guard, and he can move people, and he's physical, and and uh, I really like him because he transformed his own body during a time that was extremely hard for young men to transform their body, be disciplined, and go be intrinsically motivated to do what they need to do to do that. So um, really, really excited about that kid. And he comes from a good bloodline, apparently. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Working class heroes. Uh, I, I noticed the amount of offensive linemen, and I know you're an offensive line guy. Is that um, – is that filling a need or is it more like, I mean, I always say, and you hear a lot of people say, you know, the, the game in the trenches is, is really going to dictate most of the game. Um, is that just something that, that every recruiting class you guys need to key on or was this a specific, uh, specific design, I guess. So I'm the head coach and I coach the old line. So I'm going to go get what I want. <laughs> no, I, you know, what it, what it was is you, you want to try to get a full offensive line every year. You know, the, 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 the attrition level at the offensive line, you're going to lose a handful of those guys every year just because it's too hard or for whatever reason, you know, so, so you're always bringing in about five or six of those guys every single year. Um, but this this group of O-linemen this particular year by far is the best group that I've been able to put together uh, since I've been here for, for incoming freshmen. There's a great combination of size and length and speed and football IQ. And, and I think what we were really able to find in this group of O-linemen was um, these are all kind of football junkies, right? Like not every kid that plays O-line at the high school level, even if they do have the measurables, they don't necessarily love football. They played football because that's what big guys can play. And so you got to go vet that with high school linemen and find kids that love, that actually really love playing football. Do they love running, right? Like no lineman loves to run and work out and do some of those things that are necessary. But this group of guys, you know, I, I really think we found some football junkies in this, in this group of O-linemen and we're really excited to get them here and get them on campus. And I think some of them can help us early. I see a lot of, a lot of people you've signed your players from the state of Washington. I mean, how big was that to be able to put a big, you know, hug around the state of Washington and keep these guys here? Yeah. You know, when, when coach shoemaker who brought me in took over the program, when he got here, that was a focal point for him um, being a guy from the state of Washington. And uh, when I got the opportunity to take over the football program, we didn't change that recruiting model much. I think you'll notice that over the last couple of years, we have brought in a few more guys from out of the state of Washington, but the focal point and home base will always be the state of Washington. And, and when you look at the country overall in terms of high school football, you know, if you if you get past the Floridas and Texas and Alabama, California, you know, Washington is, is right up there with the quality of high school football and 90 minutes away is sitting most of it, right? And so we're we're blessed with the recruiting area that we have. There's a lot of good talent here in the state. If we can keep them from, you know, I see that that T-shirt that you're wearing today. If we can keep them from taking preferred walk-ons and and going over there and, and those schools using up their bodies, um, if we can get them to, to make that decision to choose D2, you know, I think we're, we're going to go win a national championship here at some point. Absolutely. And I think that's been a big thing that I've realized over the last year is that, you know, kids don't always need to, we don't always need to look at that big D1 school. If you're good enough to go or if you want to pursue after college, go play. Go to a good program that wins and perform. You're going to be found. Yeah. I think that's a, such a huge and That, that loss. school on your shirt specifically put over 30 preferred walk-ons out. Yeah. You know, 
real special offer. Right. <laughs> right. And a lot of, I mean, you might, you might get one or two of those kids that, well, heck, let's just say five, you know, of those kids that end up, you know, playing with you for the, the, the length of their athletic careers. But a lot of those kids, they, one might lose the passion for football because they're not getting a chance to play like they wanted to, you know, yeah. they were, they were offered a, a spot to be a part of a D one team. And when you're preferred walk on in, the next year they bring on a five star yeah. at your same position. You know, you move further along in that depth chart. And um, I might I, bring you in to help us with recruiting if you can give that same spiel. Hey, hey, coach. <laughs> the, hey, coach. I've, I've offered my services. I just I refuse to take the test. Just <laughs> just so you know, I, I don't want I don't I don't need someone to tell me I'm qualified to get the job done. I think that that for us and Eastern Washington, that is a key. Um, here in the state, if we can if we can get those kids to go play football in, in Cheney and go play football in Ellensburg, um, that that national championship ring is going to get put on some fingers at some point. But you know we have to overcome those logos, and and uh, it's to me it's crazy what guys will do to pass up a scholarship to just go wear that gear. Yeah, and why not come to? And I guess I'm preaching to the choir with everybody that's listening and you know playing baseball at Central like. The experience of going to school at Central is, is amazing. Not only the academic side of things in the classrooms and you get to know everybody, but the athletic program is so much fun to be a part of. And to watch a, a football game on a Saturday, now we have lights in the great field and everything. It's just, gosh, it, yeah, that's too bad. That it, it is a place I think the kids in the state of Washington should love to go to because it is a great place. I always used to well, say – I think when, when you get older, you know, and you're, you're thinking about your athletic career – you know, as, as you go talk to people, I've never heard a guy go, man, you know, that time that I spent on the sideline at Washington State was really awesome. You know, I want to say, you know, the, the I started 40 games. I, I played. Yeah. I mean, I went to the playoffs. I went, you know, this far and we helped we helped bring this national championship to Ellensburg. I think that'd be pretty special. And so we've got a we got a lot of work to do to convince those kids not to not to make that choice. I'm uh, I'm excited for another reason for your season. Uh, we've we've got a new D coordinator, Nate Johnson, who's familiar with Central Washington. He was uh, he worked in the defensive room under uh, multiple defensive coordinators, but the last uh, here was Scott Power, who we all missed. That defense that uh, he brought along was something special, and now he's got we got his protege in the building. And so, uh, as a as a fan of Nate and as a fan of Central, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what he brings. And I'm sure it's not going to look identical to what Mr. Power was uh, brought to the table. But I, I know that there's going to be some philosophies in there that 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 I know are going to work. And so, what's it been like to to bring Nate back? And uh, what have you seen out of the defense? Yeah, first, you know, Nate Nate and, and his wife Liv are, are close personal friends and. And I just know this, that, that when I was, uh, before I came to Central Washington, Southern Oregon University, we played in back-to-back national championships, and Scott Power was the D coordinator. And as a, as a coach, I've never been put to the test more by a defense than Coach Power's defenses at Marion University. And so um, when, when, when I decided to come here and knowing that Scott was coming here to be able to work from him and learn about what he was doing to us, defensively was an unbelievable opportunity. It was a big, big part of why I came besides coach Shoemaker, why I came up here. And, uh, 
you know, immediately gravitated towards Coach Johnson because he's a, you know, just a, a great guy. But the defenses and the philosophy will be very similar. And I think immediately when we got Coach Johnson back on campus, uh, you know, we had a, a group of guys that uh, didn't believe in the defense that they were running uh, from our old defense. And the second he walked in the door, he brought that confidence back. And you can just see it in the in even the way our kids walk onto the practice field, um, and and you know we're hoping that defense is back at, at Central Washington because as far back as I can remember, I, I remember clear back into the mid '90s of Central Washington being very good from the you know the years they won the national championship clear on up the line, um, and I don't re I don't recall thinking of Central as an offensive football factory, but more so that that they played really good defense at Central and that is so hard to find in college football nowadays to to find those teams that play great defense and and there's a couple things about football that'll never change one you better be able to run it and you better be able to stop the run and if you want to go deep in the playoffs win a national championship those things aren't going to change no matter how many air raids come about well coach as we start to wrap this episode up or the interview uh we want to end with a few questions okay. for you and one I didn't even write down in here. Who is your number one go-to guy on your staff for a lip sync battle? Because I saw those videos, and that was pretty epic. So uh, it's got to be John Pika. You know, yeah. he, <laughs> he played a Garth Algar like I've never seen. If they if they hand out a daytime Emmy for, for that, uh, he's definitely going to be in the mix. Uh, it would be lying that, if I said I didn't. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that was, was such a – if you guys didn't get to see that, they did an Instagram tournament, I guess, so – bracket play yep. against the lip sync video and i know i'd be lying if i didn't say i didn't rewind the pika part when he introduced himself it no doubt yeah, and i think the the student athletes definitely rallied against us to get that thing knocked out because we had the best lip sync video of all yeah is it over yet did they say who won yeah the uh, i believe women's rugby beat football yeah it's a travesty yeah, yeah. i thought the coaches had it wrapped up <laughs> all right so <laughs> when you're on the road what is your favorite road game to travel to? Uh, uh, well, it's definitely not Texas. Um, you know, I, it's unfortunate to say, but but I really enjoyed uh, going down to Azusa Pacific. Um, it, you know, going down to L.A., flying into LAX or, or uh, the other airport there, um, you know, In-N-Out Burger to – you know, last year, I was really glad we were able to do this because it was the last time we got to go down there and play APU. We were able to take the kids to the Rose Bowl and do a Rose Bowl tour with the entire team. And that was a, that was one of those moments that, uh, you know, in coaching, in your coaching history, you'll never forget that. And I think the kids that got to go experience that because we got to go right down on the field and go, hey, man, this is right where Vince Young ran in the the touchdown to beat you know usc or you know all these unbelievable special moments at the rose bowl so i'll miss that and you know you always counted on great weather at apu and palm trees and we got to go to lucille's barbecue so i'll, I'll miss that the most and i'll tell you when my favorite <laughs> trip with football and i never not got to go on that one but when we went to humboldt we'd stay in eureka which is an awful place to stay i mean just it there's nothing great about it but we would go to the little samoa restaurant Small house. oh my gosh that that is the best food i've had with the team anywhere i mean it's 
just mounds. It's like what is it? Family style buffet? Family family mix? style? Yeah. Like it, we would I'll go fried it. chicken, potatoes, and they would just bring out just things of fried chicken. And when your table's done, they'd bring out another one. And it was, yeah. oh, uh, that's that's, uh, that's the thing with recruiting and travel is uh, the culinary experience is a big part of that. <laughs> which is convenient because yes our final question coach uh you get to go on a road trip driving with any other head coach at central who are you choosing to road trip with just the two of you oh man you're gonna get me in trouble i'm not gonna get you in trouble i gotta pick a coach so i'm gonna i'm gonna do this um <laughs> uh i'm gonna go with mario and dia that was I had my hand up i had mario up. that was my thought <laughs> and uh it's going to be, uh, I think that we're going to put on some Pearl Jam. Um, and we're going to have that same musical philosophy. And my daughter's playing for him right now, playing libero for him. And then I can rally uh, to get my daughter, my daughter in that starting spot. But no, I think Mario, uh, we've just uh, been able to, you know, since I've been here to, to have a connection and just enjoy him. And then obviously with my daughter's playing volleyball, I have an interest in volleyball and he can teach me about it. And would there be golf clubs in the vehicle? Uh, yeah, golf clubs, but uh, we're definitely going to be on carts. <laughs> <laughs> so no pull carts in there. <laughs> awesome. Well, what, we know you guys got a game at Montana. Is there anything else scheduled for the before we wrap this thing up for the spring? Yeah, we're, we're working on a few other options. I can't comment on mm. them yet just because those other schools uh, probably wouldn't want that. But uh, we're working on a few other options. You know, the, the ideal thing for us would be able to play two games. Um, you know, we've said this from the beginning. I'd rather go um, play uh, FCS Big Sky opponents if we can do that. I'd rather go play those schools. I think it's great for our kids. Um, I think it's great for them to get some reps and chase some reps. But uh, we'd, we'd hopefully be able to figure out another Big Sky matchup if we can do so. That's awesome. Well, Coach, thank you for being the first repeat guest on the podcast. And I hope that we do get this coach's show rolling sometime soon when we can gather again let me know how i can help i think it sounds awesome i think it'd be great for our community absolutely well appreciate you coach and we'll be right back to wrap this thing up with sammy and i all right we're back to wrap this thing up another episode with coach fisk our second one our Saturday Night Live legend. Yes, first of repeat. Valley Sports Talk. Oh, that was a good analogy. I, I really liked it. it. Yeah, we need to get a t-shirt made for that. But overall, I can say I am so excited. Yeah. There's a Saturday we get to look forward to watching Central Football coming up soon. Oh, and I'm so excited to see that Crimson and Black just yeah. smashing into some Grizz. It's going to be fun, and I can tell just by talking to them. Uh, and I can only imagine just the excitement they get. And I'm sure uh, he was a little, you know – not as pumped up as I wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be like, Ugh. but I I know that they're there. But I think with uh, everything that they've been through and all of the power and manpower and mm-hmm. hours it's going to take to get there, that they're just kind of reserving it for like, fingers crossed. We're going to do our best to make sure this happens. Mm-hmm. And because uh, just like anything nowadays, it's only takes a little bit and bad timing to to really screw some stuff up. Absolutely, uh, I am excited to see. I mean, yeah, they might be going to play at FCS school, but the game of football, I feel like, is full of emotion. Mm-hmm. And we talked early on that interview about the emotion playing in Grizz Stadium 
and then you've had a team that's been cooped up, not allowed to play anymore. And I think Central's got, you know, they got a quality team. I mean, they they've been building for this. They do. If I was to call an upset, which is what it's going to be, if Central is playing a Montana team, which Montana is, you know, cream of the crop when it comes to uh, Big Sky, and you know, not necessarily that they're winning every year, but that you're not going to walk over Montana in any Mm -hmm. year, and it's not going to take them very long to get back into it. And so, come April 10th, we're going to be the underdogs. But as I was telling Fisk, I think it's a really good shot. They don't have your current defense on film. And they're going to have to go back a couple years with different athletes to even look at, you know, what Nate's going to bring, if they can even draw that connection that Nate was. And I'm sure they will, you know, go back and look at his bio, go to Stephen F. Austin, see who's with power, (laughs) power was at Central. They're going to be like, okay, well, this is what we think he's going to do. But a lot of time is running. As I know football coaches, they're always scheming. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have players on the field and you've got your playbook, you're looking at different ways that you can go about doing things. And so I think uh, just the lack, both teams have lack of footage and video. Um, as Coach said, he was, you know, they're breaking down film, but even Montana is going to be different yeah. and running different things. But that that's it. They they don't know what you're doing. And when mm-hmm. you have athletes, Division two and Division one, uh, you know, your preparation going into it is a big deal. And if you can uh, get them off balance and them, you know, taking a whole half to try to figure out what you got to go have going on, and you as well, uh, I think Central has a really good shot to, to make a really good game out of that. And I'm a firm believer that culture wins. And when you have culture and you have the Willies and the Joes, it's going to be a dangerous combination. Yeah, it is. And, and Central's got some athletes. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got some experience. Coach was talking about how young his teams were and that they're older now. And I, I could see an upset. And granted, you know, if we're playing one or two games or how many games Montana's playing mm-hmm. – uh, this season might have an asterisk anyways, but I, we'll remember the Hell year yeah. that we beat Montana. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if we're not baseball in April 10th, we can't go to Montana. I mean, I'm going to probably tailgate somewhere. <laughs> and then we'll turn the, the game stream on. <laughs> Hopefully it's on TV. But uh, I'm going to find my way into that game. Yeah, because the game day experience for a fan at Montana is fun. Absolutely. I mean, I would be scared mm-hmm. if there's only like three three of us Central fans going to that stadium. Uh, be a little intimidated, but uh, I'd be game. Uh, as long in. as I'm sitting behind the they're, central bench. They're friendly. The fans are friendly, but game time, they'll let you know. Yeah, absolutely. They'll let you know. Absolutely. Uh, the one game I went to, it was a Grizz, just a Grizz game, and it was a blast. Even the lady, the, the same place or the same trailer parks in the same spot for every game. Right. She's like, come on back. I was like, even if Central's here? And she's like, yeah, come on back. They won't remember us probably, but That's right. I'll have to go try. <laughs> All right, I'll have to go try. Crazy people from Washington are back home. Yeah, back again, I so. can. I was almost going to warn Fisk. I was like, one bit of advice: your guys are got, your guys are going to be amped up. You need to, you know, reiterate that message of no late hits. Yeah, because I'm telling you, we fly. If I haven't hit somebody in a while, and I'm yeah. only hitting my guys. You're a football player. As soon as somebody, you know, talks to me sideways on the field, oh, I'm gonna hit them hard, real bad. Yeah. So <laughs> that's Absolutely. the last thing you want. You don't want to go in there getting a bunch of personal foul penalties. But I tell you, it's inevitable on both sides. There's going to be a little bit of. A little bit of hitting. The other thing that would be interesting is the fight of the Grizzly mascot versus Wellington, the Wildcat. Wouldn't that be epic? It would. Unfortunately, haven't seen that mascot. He's a a beast. Yeah, we don't want to go into that fight. I'm not not putting money on Wellington in that one. He's got a little sidekick, which isn't fair either. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we're, we're rolling back into sports.
Blue Valley is going to start. We're in phase two. I think last time we recorded, we were in phase one, and life changed two days later, and it was freaking exciting. Yes. We're going to phase two. High school sports are that some of Ellensburg is playing already, the, the volleyballs and the soccer, which props to the soccer program in Ellensburg for getting the snow cleared off that day. Right. That's a big deal. Um, I'm excited that next time we record, we have games to talk about. We're going to have, we'll have results. Things. Yeah, we'll have results <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Like, that's that's hasn't happened in almost a year. I mean, it's almost yeah. been a year since I think Central Softball was the last thing the Valley had going on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's – What a year. Right. I remember going into the season last year, just the first two weeks, thinking, I don't understand how I'm going to do this podcast and coach and do it all at the same time. And then all of a sudden, it was like, boom, nothing. I'm like, man, I could wish I could have that problem again. <laughs> right. And I hope right. we do here in a couple of weeks because I think March 29th is a possibility. Life said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> we got you. So what are you most looking forward to? Uh, I, Saturday's a big UFC fight. A mm-hmm. couple of heavyweights going after it. And, uh, you know, besides that, for me, uh, we've got, like you said, there's events going on. Central basketball, as we talked tonight. about earlier, plays yeah. tonight. And uh, looking forward to that. And then next week, well, they play back-to-back nights. They play. Oh. And so we'll have two of those games. Get on YouTube, watch them. They stream mm-hmm. it there. Central's. And girls basketball for Central mm-hmm. uh, will happen within the next week. And so, yeah, it's awesome. it's cool to have some closer-to-home stuff. Uh, to, to be looking forward to watching. I'm looking forward to what we're watching on TV right now. Division One college baseball season started today. Uh, I made a special trip to town to get a Roku to find out that the teams I wanted to watch don't have channels anymore on there, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> but I got a Roku now, so that's neat. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to watch college baseball all weekend. I'm excited that next week we get to prep to talk about high school football. And a personal side of things, I'm excited. We got one more time probably because I feel like the snow's going away next week to take my daughter up to the sled now because she's three years old, but she is fearless and it scares the hell out of me. But I'm excited <laughs> to see her one more time going down that hill before winter's over with. So, oh yeah, that's what I get to look forward to. That is week. a fun time, but it is stressful, extremely stressful. Stressful. So uh, I do want to say last week I felt like we did a very good job and Coach Hastings did a very good job with the "Are You There?" segment. Next week, somebody be, be prepared. Be ready. We're calling. Be ready. If you're a listener and we have your number in our Rolodex yeah. or you're a former athlete, be ready. It's happening. It's going to happen. Well, thank you to Fitter's Furniture for re-upping their sponsorship with us again. Guys, ladies, fans, until next time, let's get back to some sports. Let's do it. The world's so big, this town's so small. If you circle the square, you've seen it all. There's no quick fix for a broken heart when everybody knows who you are. The Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Please check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please rate and review our podcast. Check us out and follow for all your local sports updates on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. The official music of Kid S Valley Sports Talk is brought to you by Austin Jenks. Please go check him out and all of his great music anywhere you can stream music. I want to be your rock, I want to be your man. Don't want to hold you back, just want to hold